best of others because that is an act of kindness. You know, assuming the best of others, my, my. I mean, sometimes I have difficulty with that and I, one thing that I have extreme, uh, I, I struggle extremely with is being a stereotypical person. Now, extremely stereotypical. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, let's just say, for instance, one time I was at the pool and there was a lady with a bunch of kids running around and screaming. Head to toe tattoos. And there was another lady with her that was head to toe tattoos. She had a couple kids running around too. And I was the person that looked in the parking lot and I saw a late 80s T-Bird in, no, not a T-Bird, not a T-Bird. Trans Am with the T-Tops in it. Does that make sense? A Z, no. Or was it a Z28 Camaro? I think they're the same thing, but I'm not sure. Anyway, with the T-Tops and they were taken out and I said, I'll bet you my fucking swimming trunks right now that that goddamn car is hers. And let's face it, I was right. And when they climbed in, it absolutely did not surprise me. And I could have wrote a book as to how this would have went because I knew exactly how it went. And they got in, the kids jumped in back, way too many in the back seat, and they had the heavy metal music just fucking blaring. And I thought, yep nailed that one and I'm really good at nailing those types of things on any level but the problem is is that being stereotypical is kind of on that same bandwagon as being judgmental does that make sense and I don't need to be doing that shit I really wish I need to train my brain not to work that way. Does that make sense? Or not care about stuff like that. And assuming the best of others, I mean, look at it this way. You'll have a guy that will pull in the parking lot with a bicycle. He has old tattered clothes, a scruffy beard, and he's smoking a cigarette. Kind of older probably mid-40s, upper-50s, whatever, anywhere in that age range, and he gets out, goes into the liquor store, buys a pint of whiskey, and he pays for it in change. Okay? Next page. Another guy pulls up to the liquor store in a very, very nice uh, high-end car. Okay? Gets out well-dressed, Smells good, got the cologne on, got the Rolex watch on. And goes in there and buys the fanciest bottle of wine you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like, Dom Perignon shit, you know, or something. Top shelf wine, whatever. Buys a few of them. Goes up, pays for it, goes away. Now, truth to the story is, The guy on the bicycle has never stolen a fucking thing in his life. And the gentleman in the the fancy car steals from people every day. 
there's a legal way of stealing, of course. Think about that. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. It's Friday. Thank goodness. My Oh, jeepers, Friday. Oh, man, I am just so excited that it's Friday. <laughs> and part of the reason that is is because I actually want to sleep in this weekend till like, 6 o'clock. Because I wake up around 3 o'clock or so, which is probably not as early as many of you, and I understand that. But to me, it's pretty early, okay? I'm just going to say that right now. And, you know, when you do that four days in a row, it, and you stay up till 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night like I always do, you know, that leaves four to six hours of sleep, okay? And I can do that for four days. I've actually trained myself pretty good over the years to function that way and do all right, and it's okay. But if I had my druthers, eight hours of sleep is, is as good as it gets. You know what I mean? So uh, on the weekends, I definitely try to squeeze in eight hours of sleep in. And coming out of a weekend, I'm do- I feel like a million bucks after doing it for three days. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great weekend. But anyway, I wanted to discuss with you guys some trouble that I've been having on the poultry homestead. So, I got these heat lamps, I got three of them, for chick brooders, you know? No big deal, just your average run-of-the-mill feed store heat lamp. And last time we were at the feed, or last time I went with my wife to one of the feed stores, uh, one of the local ones, where they actually make the feed, um, because we live in America's heartland where a lot of feed is made, you know, we have great big huge farm fields that are sprayed like a motherfucker but not only that but we have great big organic fields that are cultivated you know so we have all of these fields there's some organic farmers around and there's some uh people that spray it with a freaking airplane you know so you know we're in america's heartland this is some of the most fertile soil on earth that you will ever see is where i live and we grow crops like you wouldn't believe. In three months, four months, we will grow eight-foot-tall corn all day long. So anyway, I go to one of the local feed stores and I bought the bulbs that they had. It's just a run-of-the-mill, you know, average heat lamp bulb, and it's a red one. So. A week ago, I was uh, doing the chicken chores, and a bulb exploded. And it fizzled out, and it actually dripped fire into the chicken brooder, but it did not start on fire. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listen very closely. This is the reason I use a steel stock tank for a chicken brooder. Okay? Because that easily could, that was in the dead epicenter of our barn. And that would have started a huge barn fire. We've got hay above the place where that happened. We've got pine shavings everywhere. We've got chickens in there. We've got chicken feed in there. We've got pigs in there. I mean, all these accelerants for fire. And pig fat is one of them. 
I mean, that fire would have burned so freaking hot in that barn. And I probably wouldn't have heard it. Or saw it. Because I would have been sleeping. You know, if it would have happened in the middle of the night. But it did not start a fire, and it fizzled out, and it did what it did. But anyway, so... Thursday, I get a... No, Wednesday, I get a call. Hey, a lamp just broke. And I'm far away from home. There's, there's no way I can do anything. She goes... Another one broke overnight. I went in there. It was dark, and the, chi- it's, the chicks are in their brooder all huddled together. So she brought him in the house. She put him in a really nice cardboard box. And, uh, you know, I, I started asking uh, local one of the local fire chiefs. I said, so what is the deal with my chicken brooders? And what's the deal with my bulbs exploding? And what do I do to fix it? He said, first of all, Buy a more expensive bulb, okay? Use a shatterproof bulb. I never knew those existed, but they do. And my wife found one on Amazon. She went to the local home center, and some fucking dumbass told her that they don't exist, which they do exist. So look it up. You can order one on Amazon. Okay, so then I asked the next question, or he said the next thing. I didn't ask another question. The fire chief said the other thing that you do is um, use a more expensive and shatterproof. So those are the two things, because he said what happens most of the time is it leaks the gases out of the bulb, okay? Okay, so we got a leaker. And once those gases are gone and air gets in there, it explodes. Okay, never knew that. I thought light bulbs were pretty much sealed. But you know, you think about it, glass goes up to metal. And when glass goes up to metal, they're and it gets really hot like that, there's a possibility that the seal could fail. Right? Right. Because it's two different types of things. Like, it's like steel and wood. Trying to make a seal between steel and wood. Or wood and concrete. That's why you put cell seal on homes. But it could still, you know, under pressure or something like that, it could definitely leak. So I can, I can absolutely see that. And he said the cheaper mass-manufactured bulbs tend to leak gas. But he said the best thing you can do is not use a heat lamp. Use something else. You know, like a uh, infrared heater or one of those chicken brooder deals that goes down and uh, it's just kind of a uh, heat plate, if you will, that uh, the chickens go under. And it's in there and it's not a bulb it's not a fire okay and it's not anything that's going to explode okay so those are your options and I think we're gonna try to find a shatterproof bulb just because I'm a cheap ass but the thing is here is there might be something into buying an infrared electric heater you know because of the wattage you know I mean if I was using up to 750 watts which I'm only using 250 watts in the bulb but a lot of times all winter long, I use three of them, you know, and then that's 750 watts. So if I'm going to be using 750 watts of something, maybe I should just get an infrared heater. And then that would heat the pig pen. And then if I had it, you know, a foot or two over the chicken brooder, that'd be just fine too. You know what I mean? So that's something I definitely need to look into. And I wanted to tell you guys this story because I don't want your barn or your house or your garage to burn down. 
you know, I, I just want your family to be safe. I want your farm animals to be safe. I don't want this to happen to you. So please, 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 if any of advice that you could take from me this past week, anything I would change, is I would definitely buy a more expensive shatterproof bulbs for my heat lamp. That being number one. Check your wiring. That being number two, because that's something that I've been doing lately. And then also, I mean, maybe just don't use a heat lamp. Maybe use some other source or think of something else. You know what I mean? You know, farm safety, farming is definitely one of the most dangerous jobs on earth. Even us homesteaders, you know, I mean, you, we're not like mass manufactured farming, and I get that, but it doesn't mean the element of danger is gone, okay? Even though it's a simple farm homestead. So think about that, folks. Just think about it. I want you to be safe, and I want you to still have buildings when you wake up in the morning instead of them being burned down. You know what I mean? Even if they're far away from the house. Farm safety is a big deal. And if there's anything else that you guys want to hear about on farm safety or any ideas of good podcasts on farm safety that you could definitely think of, I would really like to hear it. And uh, you can email me, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. And yeah. I have I'm I am not visiting Instagram anymore. So if you would please, if you would please, uh, email me instead of insta message. Anyway, I suppose better get going. God bless you all. Hopefully you have a safe farmstead. Uh, good things going on with that, and I sure appreciate all of you. Anyway, have a good one. <laughs>